Listeners, remember when everyone was doing juice cleanses and was basically hangry all the time? Well, there's a better, more sustainable way to lose weight. Row provides access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. The Row Body Program pairs a weekly shot with healthy lifestyle changes so you can lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Rose partners handle all the insurance paperwork to help get medication covered. If eligible for medication, patients have access to their provider on demand for any questions. You can sign up online from the comfort of your own home. This means no scheduling a doctor's appointment, no commute to the doctor's office, and no waiting rooms. Average weight loss is 15 to 20% in one year with healthy lifestyle changes. BMI and other eligibility criteria apply. Go to Roe co slash clink sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 after that medication costs are separate that's ro.co slash clink listeners did you know that an estimated 5 billion plastic hand soap and cleaning bottles are thrown away each year and if that's not bad enough most cleaning formulas are 90 percent water which is heavy to ship leading to excessive carbon emissions plus those products are often filled with nasty ingredients like chlorine and ammonia that's a lose-lose situation for you and the planet nobody's trying to have that enter blue land blue land is on a mission to eliminate single-use plastic by reinventing cleaning essentials to be better for you and the planet with the same powerful clean you're used to. The idea is simple. They offer refillable cleaning products with a beautiful cohesive design that looks great on your counter. Fill your reusable bottles with water, drop in the tablets, and wait for them to dissolve. Genius! You'll never have to grab bulky cleaning supplies on your grocery run again. Refill start at just $2.25. Blue Land is trusted in over 1 million homes, including mine, y'all. When I received my first shipment of Blue Land, I was blown away by how this simple concept just makes so much sense. It's so easy. You just drop the tablet into the stylish functional bottles and get your clean on. I love the subscription option because I am not trying to get one more bulky item in my cart. Blue Land products really get the job done and leave my home smelling so fresh and clean. Blue Land has a special offer for our listeners. Right now, get 15% off your first order by going to blueland.com slash clink. You won't want to miss this, guys. blueland.com slash clink for 15% off. Hello and welcome, Housewives of True Crime. This is part two of the Murdoch murder saga. So if you have not listened to part one, which is, I think, number 200 episode, yay, can you believe it? 200 episodes. This should be 201. We are releasing them both on the same day. But if you have not listened to 200, the Murdoch murder saga, then please go back and listen to that one first. I will apologize in advance that I thought I was going to wrap it up in an hour, but It's such a crazy case that it just took longer. So we broke it up into two and dropped them on the same day. And I hope you guys enjoy. Clink, clink. Hi, and welcome to Housewives of True Crime. Welcome. Welcome. I am Tabitha. Give me Dateline, white wine, and I'll pick up your kids in the carpool line. The next day, right? Yeah, the next day. Okay. And I am Gretchen. I like white wine, true crime, and in bed by nine because I have a lot of stuff to do in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) 
We are housewives of true crime. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Investigators at this point are trying to really piece this crazy saga together. And then after nine months of this double homicide, they were able to crack Paul's phone open weren't able to up until this point. So it was, it was a while later and these phones, you guys, holy cow, they track everything. Now they track how many steps you're taking, how fast you're taking them. The Snapchat stuff that the kids are on. I mean, they are like, you can, it's, you know, Snapchat, you're like, send something and then it disappears into like thin air. Well, it doesn't disappear, but not really. Yeah, Yeah, but not really. They uncover a video taken on Paul's phone shortly before he died of a dog. His friend's dog was at the kennel and had something wrong with his tail. So his friend asked for a video. And on the video, you can hear three voices, Maggie's, Paul's and Alex's. And remember, Alex said over and over and over that he was not at the kennels that night. He said the last time he saw his wife and son were at dinner. He says it so matter of factly. He is not frantic. He's not even crying. By the way, here's another thing. In all the police interviews that he did, he calls Paul, Paul. He calls Maggie, Maggie. When he gets on the stand and it's like, Papa this and back, back that and mama that. It's like so BS, dude. Such an act. Like it's yeah. such an act. So, anyways, um, so he's super clear and concise. So why would he lie about that? Why would he lie if he didn't have anything to hide? And let me tell you, they they have a lot of evidence, right? They have like a lot of this stuff. And I'm not going to get into all the minutia, but they collected bullet evidence. They did not collect the guns, but they do have, you know, the same bullets that the people owned came from guns that they also own. But they are guns that the family does own. Yes. 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 On the surface, it does seem like, you know, there is, he had a good, he had a good argument. You know, there were two guns used and, you know, he made all these phone calls and he, whatever. But then when you look at it a little more intensely, it's like, well, actually he sped like 80 miles an hour to like get to where he was going. And he made all these phone calls frantically. I mean, he's a lawyer. He knows everything you need to do to provide reasonable doubt. And so if you were thinking about it, you, it would be smart to use two guns to make it look like there were two people. That's right. And then make those guns disappear. I mean, so I, I think he thought it through. He definitely thought it through. And I can tell you, I can throw all of the other evidence away, like everything, the jacket, the guns, the bullets, throw it all away. The fact that that video came out, that he is at the scene of the crime and he said he wasn't means guilty. Like, I don't care if they had nothing else. I think he still would have been found guilty because of that. Like you cannot say you weren't there and then you were there. Like, what the fuck are you doing there? And it just puts in that if you lied about that. What else are you lying about? What else are you lying about? Yeah. 
So according to the phone evidence, Maggie and Paul were at the dog kennels at 8:38. Mind you, Paul uh Alex's phone was back at the house. It had no movement at all during this time. Which was probably on purpose, right? It puts he knows he knows right. this shit. So they yeah. were at the dog kennels at 8:38. Um the theory is, and what I think is they probably all three got in the golf cart to go out there. Paul's walking around with his phone. He's Snapchatting all over. He's calling his friends. He's talking about this dog tail. And then at 844, he records that video of the dog where the three are heard. Then at 848, he sends a snap to somebody. And then at 84901, Paul's phone locks for good. At 8.49.26, Maggie's phone unlocks, it accesses a group text, and then it locks at 8.49.31. And it's not unlocked again until the very next day where somebody finds it a quarter mile away. At 8.53, Maggie's phone records 59 steps. And I think it's probably because Maggie's phone was in the golf cart the whole time they were walking around those kennels. And maybe when she heard the steps or the first shot, because we know that Paul was shot first, she went to grab her phone, unlocked it, and then ran and she was shot. Or she like put it back down. I think also what happened, and this is a good theory that I've kind of read, is maybe the phone was in the golf cart. Alec doesn't realize he's actually got Maggie's phone when he gets back to the house. That's why it's 59 steps because he took it, placed it in his car so he could toss it out the window on the way to his mom's house, which is, I'm pretty sure what happened because mm. her phone changes direction to like portrait, like vertical to horizontal. And then, and it does have 59 steps after 8:53, and that's it. At 9.02, Alex's phone comes back to life. It records steps. And then he begins calling Maggie's phone. Also, when he calls Maggie's phone, it looks like Maggie or whoever had Maggie's phone, which was probably him, just places it on like a, do, like a just like do not disturb, you know, like I don't want to hear it ring. Yeah. Like push that little button real quick. So, um, another thing is supposedly he's calling Maggie's phone at nine Oh two or nine Oh six, whatever time he calls her to tell her he's going to his mom's house. Right. But if he was just at the dog kennels with them five minutes before, why would he need to tell her that she would already know that? Of course. So there's where it just doesn't, it's not adding up. At 9.08, he texts Maggie that he's going to see him be right back. Um, And then he does what you said. He calls like a bunch of people on his way to his mom's. He arrives at his mom's house at 9.24. She's asleep. The caregiver is there, which is like, no shit, dude. She's old and she's like sick. She's not going to be awake. Why are you going to your mom's house at 9.24? That also doesn't make sense. Right. So he sits, he sits at the end of the bed on his phone 
is what the caretaker says for maybe 20 minutes. And then he leaves arriving back home at 10 01. He makes that 911 call 18 seconds or 19 seconds after he gets, he drives to the um, kennels, which also they say is just not enough time to see both of your family members dead, check to see if they're alive and then call 911. I don't know. I mean, it, it seems to me that Paul was in dire straits. There was no way that you could think that he was breathing at all. Um, but would you, would you go over there and check? I don't know. Well, also, I mean, what I heard them argue was like, so if it wasn't you who we know was there, who was it that knew that Maggie would be here when she never is, you know, like not regularly and Paul. And there was only like really like an 11 minute window for them to have come in and committed the murders in the middle, in this house, in the middle of the country, like area, like there's no way for them to even see it from a dis. like, how would they have known? And you've not seen them. He says he didn't see them on the road when he was leaving. Cause you would, it's such a random country road. You know, you would see another car. Who else would it be? I mean, who would know that they were there? No one, no one would know. No one would know that they were going to be at the, at the dog kennels at that time. It just, it doesn't make sense. Although I would understand like, honestly, like the whole vigilante thing is like, I can imagine if, if it was, you know, my daughter that was killed in that boating accident. And I had to see that little piece of shit walk away, you know, in his collared shirt, never even get handcuffed, you know, whatever. Listen, I, you know, I, I don't know that I could refrain myself from going and shooting him and the bitch that raised him because, you know, she was, they had no compassion for this girl and her family. I I know. I know. I would, but it wasn't anybody else. They're better people than us. You know, like it, it was Alex. <laughs> well, once you saw that timeline, it's just, it's, it's like, it just is what it is. You know, even when he takes the stand about, you know, lying about his whereabouts, which dude, I mean, he does, right. He, he goes on the stand and he says that he was scared of the police and he had this drug habit that made him paranoid. And that's why he said he wasn't there, which it's like, dude, you, you were the police. Okay. Like you're not okay. scared. One of thing police. that I do want to say about this trial is it is one of the most boring trials I've ever watched. And the reason is because when he was on the stand, he tried spinning every last goddamn thing around. And you know what? The attorneys, I think the prosecution and the defense, they were no match for him. I mean, he kind of railroaded them. He had them confused, shaken up. And then we've got to like get back to this other thing. And you just want to bang your head against the wall because he is a master manipulator. Thank God the jury still found him guilty. I know. But I know. So... (laughs) While Alex coming up with this amazing excuse as why he lied uh, at being at the scene of the crime, investigators were uncovering 
all of Alex's true colors. I told you earlier that he was stealing money from his law firm and his friends. And I don't even think that really bothers me as bad as this. He was stealing money from innocent poor people that were seeking justice for wrongful deaths, wrongful injuries, all these lawsuits that they should have been given money. He was like Tom Giardi. What's his name? Giardi? Yes. Yeah. Girardi. Yes. Yeah. Girardi. Erica style. Jane, husband, Erica Jane, crooked lawyer. You know, mm-hmm. He is also taking these people's money and putting it in his own bank account. He set up, I mean, like what he did is crazy. He sets up a bank account that looks like a name of some actual legit company. And he just starts siphoning it all in there, which brings me back to the housekeeper, Gloria Satterfield, who passed Uh, away a year before Mallory. Listen, she falls down and she's 56. Okay. So she's not an old lady. She falls up the stairs is what they said. She's walking up the stairs. She falls and dies. Maggie is the one that called 911. Also, I don't like her 911 call. It's like, uh, my housekeeper fell and she's not getting up. It's like, I would be so frantic. I would be like, shaken, scared. Yes. My dogs. And then it's like, oh, my dogs tripped her. And that's how she fell. It wasn't on the 911 call. And Gloria had, you wouldn't even know that that's what happened. Right? No. Like you wouldn't even know that that is what happened. The dogs, whatever. No. And people survive a fall down the stairs more often than they don't. It's like, oh, she fell. She's dead. But she didn't even fall down. She felt <laughs> like it's, it wasn't the Empire State Building. It's like it's like 10 feet. Yeah. At the most. I mean, um, so at Gloria's yeah. funeral, Paul tells her two sons to sue his estate. And Alex like helps finagle the whole deal. Like, here's an attorney. Here's how you do it. And he gets four point three million dollars. Dude. That's a lot of freaking money. And not one cent did he give to her two sons. Not one. He took it. Well, they didn't even know it. that the it, it, it went through. No, yeah. I he know. He needed them to file the wrongful full death. I'm just explaining it to the people, Tabitha. Yeah. Yeah, please. The, he needed to file the wrong. He needed the sons to file the wrongful death suit against his homeowner's insurance. Then him and this other piece of shit lawyer who it's coming out, he did a bunch of crooked, you know, deals with all were of them, in cahoots to take the money from these sons. So the sons, they never even knew that the suit went anywhere. They didn't even right. give him a penny, not even like here's a hundred G's out of the four point whatever million. I mean, I so, so catty. And right? that is just one of the many you guys that he did. And he wouldn't take, I mean, 4.3, that's significant, right? That that's change your life kind of money. That's winning the lottery yeah. kind of shit. And I mean, but- again, if you're going to be this backwards, he had to have known her sons. You're going to be this backwards to the children of someone that worked for you for 20 years that, you know, 
how are you going to just treat anybody, any rando that comes into your law office that needs help? I mean, it, I it just, it runs deep, deep. Yes. Very deep. Yeah. He has, he has screwed over every single person that he's known, including his family, including his kids, including every single person. And I don't care how many opioid pills you're taking. It's not an excuse. Well, so they are reinvestigating her death. Yes. So they've exhumed so, her body. Yes, they have, which I don't know. I mean, so how that, much are going to find still unfolding. Now? Who knows? We're going to see about that. There's also another very suspicious death that occurred in 2015 when 19-year-old boy named Stephen Smith was found dead in the middle of a country road. His car was three miles away with the gas cap open. The police rolled this a hit and run, but Stephen didn't really look like he got hit by a car. The shoes were still on, which they say if somebody gets hit by a car, your shoes fall off. He didn't have any road rash. He had blunt force trauma to his head. It was very suspicious. And you know, they didn't, I don't think they did an autopsy on him. He was also in the middle of the road. Yes, he was in Which, the middle of the road. Which, if you're a hit and run victim, you are sent flying either to one, like, don't you always wonder? I always wonder. How come when you see a dead deer or something, they're always on the side of the road? Because I think they get thrown to the nobody, side. Nobody moved over them over there. They either, you know, limp, made a couple limps or uh-huh. they went flying. Yeah. According to my husband. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I haven't hit it. Same deer thing with before. a person. Yeah. Well, I have seen them. I'm sorry. I that. have seen them too. So after Stephen's death, the police got more than two dozen, actually, I think 40 is what I read, calls stating that they thought Buster Murdaugh should be looked at into the death regarding the death of Stephen. Stephen was a gay man, and most people would probably say this is an anti gay town. Uh, the rumor on the street is that Buster possibly wanted Stephen dead, but they never, ever, ever, ever question Buster about this. Well, the word on the street was that that Buster had a relationship with Stephen of a sexual nature. That was this. That's what the streets that's were the saying. Rumor. There's no there is no like proof of anything, but that is the rumor. And mm-hmm. so my personal thought, and we do know that Steven talked to Buster that day. They had enough of a friendship, according to his family on interviews, that Buster was somebody, if Steven had run out of gas, he would have called him and said like, hey, buddy, you know, can you help me out or whatever? What I just am speculating happened is that because of all these rumors and stuff going around, maybe one of his Buster had other people in the car or something. And they said like, hey, they made like a homophobic comment or something about him being gay. And he's like, I'll show you how not gay I am. I'll kill this dude. I know that is your theory. I The, the weird thing is, is that his phone was still in the car and his wallet. So maybe he's, he's at, you if know, he was going to go get gas, why would he have left? Yeah. He wouldn't, he that wouldn't, wouldn't have made any sense. The, you wouldn't open the gas cap up. Maybe, maybe Buster said, I'm coming with the gas. And so he opened the gas cap up to wait, you know, like be ready for it to pour it in. And then 
they hit him over the head and dropped him on the side of the, or in the middle of the road, really. I mean, somebody killed him. I don't know who killed him. This is all just speculation. I mean, Buster is an innocent man at this point. We don't know what is going on with that case, but I think they're going to look into it further as well. So these are just interesting Yeah, they did reopen that, have, that investigation. Yeah. Which they should. I do just think it's interesting like, what, because they should. Certainly, it is really actually terribly sad that it has taken all this high profile shit for Steven's family to get justice that yeah. they would even, it, you know, you know, they really need to look at Steven's phone. You are going to be able to see what his last moves were, where, who did he call last? Did he text somebody? Did he say, I'm out of gas. Can you come and bring me some? Like we, these are the things that are really easy to find out if they could just do a little investigation. So hopefully we'll see something back on that. So now back to Alex's trial. We, I mean, you guys, right when I was writing this, it came in as I was in the tornado shelter, but prosecution basically three hours of deliberation. Oh, I know nothing. It was so crazy. Yeah. I'll get to that, but they, you know, I'll get to that in a second here. Let me just say prosecution basically told you what I told you, except for like a lot more with these guns and like uh, the bullets and the tarp that maybe was a rain jacket that they found the Snapchat, all that stuff. Right. Um, I don't know if we want to get into the rain jacket. He, he brought a rain jacket to his mom's house. It had gunshot residue on it. They think maybe he wrapped the guns to like disperse of them and then took the rain jacket to his mom's. He also asked the caretaker to lie about what he was wearing that day. He also had a different outfit on when he called the police and when he was in the Snapchat video. So there's a lot of stuff going on. Alex denied everything he got on the stand. He said, I am a cheating, lying asshole, and I have done a lot of bad things, but killing my family is not one of them. I am a drug addict. I paid, you know, Curtis all this money for drugs. And that's where all my money went, which it's like, no, it didn't. I don't know where your money is, Alec, but it's maybe you have a gambling problem. Maybe you paid somebody to, I don't know. I don't know where all his money went. I don't think it all went to pills. Um, He also kind of alluded that maybe these drug lords were out for his family because he couldn't pay for the pill popping anymore. I I don't buy it. Yeah. Let's just get past his lying and crying. Oh, he was up on the stand, you guys. That's what kind of made me like, if that's kind of where I got into it. Like this guy is so emotional, but let's be honest. He knows exactly when to throw the emotion out there. The way that he talked about them, the way he gave them nicknames, he thought he was playing all y'all watching and the jurors. But the fact of the matter is he was only playing himself because nobody bought his bullshit. This episode is sponsored by Astapro. Thanks Astapro for providing Tab and I with samples. Shout out to all my allergy suffering friends out there. 
You know how they say it's that time of year for allergies? Well, for me, it sort of feels like it's always that time of year. I thought I had tried everything until I recently discovered Astapro. Astapro is the first of its kind nasal allergy spray. It is the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes while other allergy sprays take hours. Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. Astapro delivers full prescription strength, indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. That's A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. Astapro and go. It's faster, bro. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Clink, clink. You have heard me talk about my language learning skills with Rosetta Stone, and I'm telling you, I'm getting really good at it. I learned a little bit of Japanese before we went to Japan last year, and I really love the French language, so I'm learning French at the moment. Bonjour, bonsoir. I'm even getting a little bit of the accent down. Not very good, but I'm I'm getting there. And with Rosetta Stone, it makes it so easy. I download it on my phone. I learn it in the car. It is awesome. You can do it on your desktop, wherever you find it convenient. They are there for you. And they have 25 languages, you guys, that you can use. And right now they are giving a lifetime membership for 50% off. So you can learn as many languages as you want for your entire life, which is amazing. And the best part is it starts off, you know, with just words and then phrases and then sentences. And then you should be able to have a conversation with somebody that also knows the language, which is, you know, my entire goal. So don't put off learning that language. There is no better time than right now. Seriously, Get started before your summer vacay. The, our listeners get 50% off the lifetime membership. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem it today at rosettastone.com forward slash today. Listeners, today's episode is sponsored by Acorns. Are you busy? Well, of course you are. And if you're like me, that means you put off investing because maybe it just doesn't seem urgent or it's intimidating. Enter Acorns. Acorns makes it easy to start automatically saving and investing for your future. You don't need a lot of money or expertise to invest with Acorns. In fact, you can get started with just spare change. Acorns recommends an expert bill portfolio that fits you and your money goals, then automatically invests your money for you. What I love about Acorns is that it gives you the tool to give your money a chance to grow. You don't have to start with a lot. Just start. Believe me, it feels great. Head to acorns.com slash clink or download the Acorns app to start saving and investing for your future today. Client testimonial may not be representative of all clients. Tier one compensation provided. Compensation provides an incentive to positively promote Acorns. View important disclosures at acorns.com slash clink. Investing involves risk, including the loss of the principal. Please consider your objectives, risk tolerance, and Acorns fees before investing. Acorns Advisors, LLC, Acorns is an SEC registered investment advisor. Brokerage services are provided to clients of Acorns by Acorns Securities, LLC, member FINRA slash SIPC. For more information, visit acorns.com. 
I'm talking about Rakuten. Have you checked it out? Because I recommend you do. Rakuten is the most rewarding way to shop and save because the members earn cash back on everything they buy. Rakuten is a shopping platform that partners with over 3,500 stores that I know I shop online at like Zappos, Sephora, and Best Buy. We are all already online shopping at our favorite stores, so why not be saving while doing it? It's a no-brainer. Rakuten is the smartest way to save money when you shop. How it works is the stores pay Rakuten a commission for sending them shoppers and Rakuten shares the commission with its members. You get paid via check or PayPal quarterly. Membership is free and it's easy to sign up. Start all your shopping at Rakuten.com or get the Rakuten app and start saving today. Your cash back really adds up. With Mother's Day around the corner, are you thinking about a truly special gift for your mom? Well, let me tell you, mylifeinabook.com is a very unique service. I did it for my mom and my grandmother, and it has been amazing. It basically turns your mom's life stories or your grandmother's or anybody that you think is special in your life into a book. So here's how it works. Every week, mylifeinabook.com will send a question via email to the special person, whoever you choose. You can ask custom questions too, but I just kind of let my life in a book choose what questions to ask. And then your special person like your mom can type their response or they can record their voice. And my life in a book compiles it all in a beautiful keepsake for you. And guess what? They can even create audiobooks. I mean, this is such a unique gift that will last a lifetime for you, your mom, your children, your children's children. It is the best gift you can give. Check out mylifeinabook.com and use our code clink at checkout for 10% off. This is an unforgettable gift for you and your mom. Get it today. Use our code clink, mylifeinabook.com. Thank God, because the jurors had to sit through 28 days. And so I'm sure they were like, oh my God, seriously, all I needed was a timeline. I don't need his financial bullshit. But yeah. they went back and I think they said one of the jurors was a not guilty and maybe two were undecided. The rest were guilty. And within 45 minutes, they were able to come to a unanimous verdict. And then I think they just waited it out for the next two hours because it was like two hours, 30 or 45 minutes is when they came out and said, we have a verdict. Yeah. Isn't it, it interesting? Took- the one they had to use an alternate because one of them oh, yeah, was discussing take- the case and they made all the headlines were like, and she requests she wasn't leaving the court without her dozen eggs. She said, so I watched, I was like watching it live at that time. And it was kind of funny because she, they told the judge tells her like the judge says like, or he says, okay, go get this juror. We're going to take her off. Make sure she has all her stuff. Well, they didn't make sure she had all her stuff. And so I think she kind of knew because they were asking her the day before they had lots of meetings with her about like, what did you do? Who did you tell and, um, she told three people, I think probably that she was on this case and probably that it wasn't looking good. I don't know what she was telling. Well, it was probably stinking up the jury room. If she's having a dozen eggs all the time. No, no, Jesus, no because Louisa's. this is what happened. 
some another juror brought all the jury members eggs that day. And so she wanted to keep them. So, cause she said, Oh, one of the jurors brought all these eggs for us. And he goes, well, do you want to keep them? And she's like, yes. And I don't blame her, dude. You get what? Like $7 a day or some bullshit for this job. Like give me my damn eggs before you fire me. And I don't even get to like finish this out. Give her her eggs. 100% take them. I won't egg shame her anymore. No way. She deserves all of them. And so then they brought in a random, I think there was only two left of like, so they brought in, you know, they just hat pick and and it was a gentleman. And I was a little worried because I was like, oh no, like I, you never know. Like, I think a woman would convict him over a man personally. So I was a little bit worried that they picked this alternate and it happened to be a man but I guess it didn't matter because um, because they found him guilty. The other thing is, okay, so then fast forward. Okay, he has no emotion when they find him guilty. He doesn't cry, which I would expect an innocent person to do. That is also, my theory. I, you know, that is my longstanding theory, which I it's, it's perfect. I did not realize he did not cry, but that it's... When innocent people are convicted, they like go into like convulsions, cry, ugly cry. I would say I would think that I would be like, it's not true. It's not true. You know, guilty people have no emotion when the verdict is read. Well, he they see it coming. And his son didn't either. And then they um, the judge says, "Okay, sentencing will be at a later date. I know people probably are going to talk and. They need to like get their heads around that. And both of the sides said we could do this tomorrow morning at 930, which shocked me a little bit, but I'm like, okay, we're going to, you know, get this thing done. And there were, so they showed back up and there were no victim impact speeches. The sister of Maggie did not get up there and talk for her sister. Um, No one did not a friend. And maybe they still are scared of this family. I don't know. I mean, that's the rumor on like the rumor mill on the, the, you know, news sites, but I don't always believe that stuff. We actually, Gretchy, we have a friend, um, on our Patreon and she lives, uh, a mile from Buster. And so, oh, in Hilton Head. Yes. She's like, yeah. I'll give you all the details. So, um, I wrote her back and I said, I gave her all these questions. So I think on Patreon this week, we will be talking about it, what she has to say. Cause she's got like the dirt, right? She lives there. So I kind of want to know what, what the talk on the actual town is not what, you know, is the talk in entertainment world. So anyways, they come back for the sentencing, nobody well, talks except for Alec himself, where he says that he's innocent and there's no way that he could ever kill them. And then the judge goes on a pretty decent rant, um, but I liked it. I thought he was really, I thought he's a really good judge. He was just like, dude, I, I know your family. I know who they are. I have seen you here and there. And I can't believe that you're the one that did this, but there is so much evidence against you that maybe it wasn't you 
but it was the monster inside of you. It was you on drugs. It was you snapping out of who you really are. And desperate and all of that. But it was you, you know, he's like, yeah, I think one thing that is interesting though, what is interesting about this case to me is that it's like, you know, we've all seen a million 48 hours or, you know, whatever dayline episodes where they, you know, show the picture of the family. And just like in those cases, we, we saw that with the Murdochs, you know, they look like this beautiful family, but all these details come out about them. I don't think Maggie lit up a room. <laughs> like I don't, it's really, it's a little complicated emotions because nobody, I, n- nobody deserves to die. And I certainly feel for her family didn't deserve to go through this or anything, but it's like, I think she was an awful person. I think her son was a pretty awful person. Yes. I think also, I mean, no one came up to say like, I mean, anything just like, Hey, even the son, right. Even the son could have come up and said, I really am sad that my mom and my brother are not here anymore, but I, and I don't think my dad did it, but I do want to speak on behalf of my mom and my brother and say that I am sorry that they're dead. I don't know. Like if you can't do that, I don't know what the parameters of this are. Um, but somebody, anybody come speak on their behalf. It's just so sad. So yeah, you're right. I'm like, like the sister, anyone, the sister went up on the stand and basically said, even when the sister, she was a witness for the prosecution. Yeah. Cause she said, but you know, they were like, yeah. Yeah. So I mean, it's pretty, and I'm sorry this episode ran way longer, but I'm telling you, it was like, it's really hard to get this whole friggin' thing all wrapped up because it's just a crazy, crazy case. But I think that they made the right decision. Also talk on the town was that he was going to be acquitted. Um, all these defense attorneys were like, Oh, nope, he's going to be acquitted. He's going to be acquitted. And I thought to myself, there's just no way if you are a logical person. Yeah. I had a hard time thinking because that the jury was going to get confused because it was so effing boring. I know the financial (laughs) stuff was so long and boring. I mean, there were, there were lots of boring parts, but it didn't matter. It just, it really came down to that, that short timeline and him being there and saying he wasn't, had he said, Oh my God, I just left them. I went to my mom's like, I like, I don't right. Right. I I don't know what happened. I cannot believe this. I had just been there. I had just been there. This is impossible. I was just there. Right. You're you're right. That is more believable. But he didn't mm-hmm. think that he was on that video. He didn't probably know that his son was taking that video. Yeah. That's good it. one. That yeah, you know, um, I also want to say I am really happy with the life sentence because I think uh, it's worse <laughs> for oh, him yeah. in this yeah. case. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Like Dude, he needs to way, do life is going to be miserable for him. I would much rather see him locked up forever oh, without any of his privileges oh, than man. 
And he's not going to the the kind people prison. Okay. I, by the way, cannot even imagine how his life is going to be in prison with all those people that his family locked up. Think about it. He is going to be there with people that just hate his family. So it's not going to be fun. I, yeah, I think it is going to be torturous. Um, and if he really wanted to commit suicide on the side of the road, probably now is a good time to make that happen officially. I'm just saying, like, not that I think people should kill themselves, yeah. but if he really was going to do it, now's about the right time. Um, there also was really no emotion uh, at that either. Buster had no emotion um, and Alec had no emotion on the sentencing. The only thing was like, he just said twice that he would just not ever kill his, his son, Paul and his wife, Maggie. So, well, I'm really excited to hear about that from this listener about the, uh, Buster situation because, um, he's had this longtime girlfriend. She's Uh with him in court all the time. And I'm like, girl, what's up? He also, he got kicked out of law school. I know. So he can't, oh, that's the other thing. His sister testified that Maggie's sister testified in court that Alec was also not only talking about how he's going to clear Paul's, you know, clear Paul's name, like Paul's dead. Who cares? Right. Yeah. With the boating accident. But the other thing he's talking about right after the murders is what do we got to do to get Buster reinstated in law school? Oh my God. And you guys, insane, the, insane. The, H, the HBO special I did think was better than the Netflix one. So if you have not watched that one, it shows these um, conversations that Buster and his dad have had in while he's been in prison and you're just mind blown. You're like, how is this guy talking like nothing happened? And Buster's like, I went to Vegas. Yeah. He's like, oh, did you get to gamble? It's like, with whose money? Because your family owes a lot of money. Yeah. I mean, Buster doesn't owe a lot of money, but you know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's a, it's a situation. Well, it's over, but it's not over because the Mallory Beach family, they settled their wrongful death lawsuit, but two open investigations still with the housekeeper. What's her name? Gloria. Gloria Satterfield and Stephen Smith. Mm-hmm. Satterfield. Satterfield. Yeah. And Stephen Smith still. So let's get hope for fingers crossed for some justice for for those two. Yeah, we shall see. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then Alex still has in the same judge is presiding over his next um, trials, which he'll go for the all the fraud that he did. But I don't I don't see. I mean, what what the nothing. He's already in prison for life. They're going to just tack on 20, 40 60 years. I don't know. He will be charged for that though. Soon. Yeah. Or he's just going to plead guilty. Yeah. That's what he should do. He already said he was guilty. So there's no use in going to a trial. He should just plead guilty and get sentenced. Totally, right. Yeah. Right, save us all. Yeah. Um, well, maybe they can do something today. like sell, take his houses and stuff like that. So that money can go into, uh, I think that's already happening. That's what I yeah, read. Just uh, as long as like whatever, I'm all for them continuing to try him if it means that the victims are going to get some of their money back. 
pictures. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. We shall see. But okay. Um, okay. So that's a whop on that. If you guys uh, want to hear our Patreon coming up, go to patreon.com forward slash housewives of true crime or follow us on Apple subscription. That's an easy way to get us on Thursdays. Uh, Gretchen does a bonus crime every single month and we just talk shop on the others, but we have been doing kind of more crime stuff lately just because there's been so much crime in the news, which, you know, I mean, it's never ending people follow us on all the socials. And if you want to watch us, we're on YouTube at housewives of true crime. Please go there, follow us, like us, do all that fun stuff that we need you to do. Um, and I think that's it. Oh, and I'm going to see Gretchy this week. Actually, I'm seeing her tomorrow. Oh my God. (gasps) That's so fun. Yeah. Technically live in person. Technically I'll be there on Tuesday. Live and in person. Live and in person. We have a event to go to and we'll talk more about that on Thursday also. So uh, we'll chat with you then. Clink, clink. Clinkity clink.